0: This is always right radio on AM fourteen twenty. The answer is your host Bob France.
2: Yes, indeed, and a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. And eight minutes after the hour of nine, nine o'clock on a free for all Friday. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it. i got a lot of opportunities for you to call today. We've got one guest on the docket. We're going to talk to Christina Hagen as we do each and every Friday at about 1035. Uh, We will have a weekend review in which we give you some of the uh, top segments that we have uh, had over the course of the last week, that'll be at 1110, but before those and uh, in between and after those, wide open for free-for-all Friday phone calls at 216 and triple eight two eight one eleven ten. It's the 12th morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2022, and it's a big news day today, as it is virtually every day. President Trump has answered the bell. Um, the judge ordered the Justice Department to determine whether President Trump supports or opposes unsealing the search warrant and the property receipt used by the FBI to raid his home on Monday. President Trump wasted no time. He demands that they release those documents now. And so this will be the, the situation today. We're not sure exactly what time. But they will release the warrant so that we can find out exactly what they were looking for and the property receipt so we can get an idea of what they took. Why does it matter to you and why does it matter to me? Because it could be you. And it could be me. I cannot emphasize that enough. It's something that a lot of people are talking about. And those on the left who simply want to hang Donald Trump by a yardarm simply for not being woke, simply for not being a part of their globalist movement. And make no mistake, that's what this is. This is just a personal political opponent of theirs who is very, very dangerous to them. And their prospects for more political power. That's why they're going after him, which makes it very relevant as we say that it could happen to you and to me. If they can say this political opponent is in our way, we've got to take him down. Look at the inspiration that he is for so many millions of other conservatives uh, who are also opponents of ours we got we have to take him down if they can say let's go digging to see what we can find to take him down and he's a former president I mean what what recourse I mean they it would take nothing for them nothing for them to do the same thing to you or to me somebody who's a pain in their neck a thorn in their side we know they would do this because they have done this already going back of course to 2011 and the targeting of conservative individuals and conservative groups by the IRS for special tax scrutiny for denying uh, these groups their 501c3 status and tax-exempt status so that they can raise funds to advance their agendas, support causes, support candidates, and so forth. They literally turned the FBI against the people based on their political ideologies. If you don't think they would do it again after having done it once and now ramping up the game to doing it to Donald Trump, then you just are not paying attention. So, yes, this is a legitimate threat. We're going to talk all about it. Before we get into all of that, let's do this. Patriots, stand. Face your flag if you would. And I know it's hard right now because you feel like our country is in a very, very different place. I started out on Tuesday morning after the raid playing the Soviet national anthem because that's what it feels like we're in. And even though that still continues to be the case, listening to the rhetoric of the left trying to come down on political opponents and destroy and smash them, it feels very, very, very much Soviet Even though that is how it feels, that is not what we will accept. We will accept nothing other than the return of our liberty. And that's why we continue to pledge our allegiance to that flag. It is still going to fly, no matter how many attempts to tear it down there are. So join us in the pledge. If you are a believer in targeting American citizens simply for their political ideologies, trying to destroy them and their leadership, because they are getting in the way of a globalist movement, well, then we know you don't believe in that flag anyway. You do not have to stand and pledge your allegiance to it. In fact, go ahead and take a knee. Next to your favorite ex-quarterback, your favorite ex-WNBA Russian prisoner, and your favorite ex-pink-haired soccer player. Take a knee. As for the rest of us... I pledge allegiance to the flag
0: of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands... One nation, under God,
2: indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Release the documents now. Trump put on so- uh, Truth Social yesterday at about 11.40 p.m., so shortly before midnight, obviously not that long ago. He uh, put, it, put it on Truth Social, released the documents now. In two different posts, he called the raid on his Florida State on american unwarranted, and unnecessary. You know, it's kind of funny. I recall somebody using that last word in particular yesterday morning on a radio broadcast here in Cleveland. Unnecessary. As bad as it was, as un-American as it was, and so on and so forth, it was wholly unnecessary because, again, we told you the story, it was breaking yesterday morning, that there had been a previous subpoena over documents. A previous subpoena had been given to Donald Trump this past spring, and on uh, June 3rd, he answered that subpoena by welcoming the FBI, all of the agents, into his home, and gave them everything that they asked for. They were satisfied and left satisfied. He let them explore his his personal uh, storage locker, where he has a lot of the mementos and things from his presidency. They contacted him after and said, you know, can you keep that storage locker a little more secure than just the one lock that's on it now? So the Secret Service installed another lock on it, complying with the request of the FBI. If they wanted more documents, if they wanted more stuff, all they had to do was uh, serve another subpoena. Or maybe just ask. Instead, they come down with the... uh, FBI agents, 40 of them, for nine and a half hours at Mar-a-Lago, making sure cameras followed, making sure helicopters overhead uh, captured the scene, making sure that leftists on TV could say, make sure you get the hard copy of your newspaper tomorrow and save it and fold it and tuck it away somewhere. It's going to be history. They're going to love, you're going to love looking back on the day they busted Donald Trump. That's what this whole thing was about, optics. And an attempt to paint a former president as a criminal. Even though there were no criminal actions even alleged at that point in time, Trump said on Truth, Truth Social last night, "Not only will I not oppose the release of the documents related to the unAmerican, unwarranted, and un- unnecessary raid and break-in of my home in Palm Beach, I am going to uh, I am going to go a step further by encouraging the immediate release of those documents." End quote quote, even though they have been drawn up by radical left Democrats and possible future political opponents who have a strong and powerful vested interest in attacking me, much as they have done for the last six years, end quote. not wrong about any of that. Trump also said the raid was part of, quote, an unprecedented political weaponization of law enforcement, End quote, and suggested that this would be and could be an effort to keep him from reseeking office. Quote, my poll numbers are the strongest they have ever been. Fundraising by the Republican Party is breaking all records, and midterm elections are fast approaching. This unprecedented political weaponization of law enforcement is inappropriate and highly unethical. The world is watching as our country is being brought to a new low, not only on our border, crime, economy, energy, national security, and so much more, but also with respect to our sacred elections, end quote. Those two posts on Truth Social came just hours after Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhart wrote the order on the DOJ's motion to unseal the warrant and the property receipt, quote, The United States shall immediately serve a copy of its motion on counsel for former President Trump, he wrote Thursday, on or before 3 p.m. Eastern Time on August 12th, that's today, The United States shall file a certificate of conferral advising whether President Trump opposes the government's motion to unseal. In other words, what Reinhardt is saying is that if Trump wants them released, they must be released. If Trump wants them to remain sealed, that is up to him and they must remain remain sealed. So Trump has made it very clear, so we should have this by 3 o'clock today. Merrick Garland yesterday, of course, took to the podium for the first time in four days since this insane uh, action took place, declaring that, yes, he knew about it and he ordered it. Garland admitted to ordering it, saying, we were looking for less intrusive ways of doing this, but we we had to do what we had to do. So the question is, what exactly did he order a raid for? What did he order a raid to search for? Why did he send 40 agents and safecrackers into Mar-a-Lago? Well, according to more recent reports, they were searching for documents related to nuclear weapons. Now, what that means, I guess, is open to interpretation for anybody and everybody. But FBI agents, according to the Washington Examiner and numerous other publications, including the Washington Post, which I think you should take with a grain of salt because it's the Washington Post, But quoting from the Examiner, FBI agents appear to have been on the hunt for classified documents related to nuclear weapons. Sources say that classified information was among the items agents looked for in the search, but declined to speak about any other materials that may have been sought. It remains unclear whether they found any nuclear documents, but experts cited in the report uh, said this adds credence to fears by government officials that they could be obtained by bad actors. The report said the Justice Department and FBI declined to comment on it. White House press secretary Karine Jean Pierre simply said, "Duh, because that's all she can say. She's an idiot." Uh, we leave it to the Department of Justice, she said. Laura Trump, the daughter-in-law to uh, the former president, uh, was asked about it on Fox News. Said she and she denied seeing any such nuclear documents strewn across the private club. Her uh, his attorney, one of his attorneys, Christina Bob cast doubt on there ever being uh, nuclear re- records at Mar-a-Lago, but could not say for certain when asked last night by Laura Ingram. I have not specifically spoken to the president about what nuclear materials may or may not have been there. I do not believe there were any in there, she said. So, it begs this question. Because, again, we're looking for justification for a raid on a former president's home after that former president had already cooperated fully with Requests and subpoenas for documentation and information from the home. So we're looking for justification. I would argue to you that there is justification if they truly believe that, number one, there were nuclear materials, not nuclear materials, but documentation relating to nuclear materials, which could, in the wrong hands, be a national security threat. I would agree with that. If those things were there and they knew they were there, I could understand the need for getting them back. But A, why not serve the subpoena just like they did back in June and have it answered very simply and easily without all of this? And B, how long had they believed that there were nuclear documents in the possession of the president, former president, in his home rather than at the White House or in the Pentagon where they might be secured? How long did they know that? Because if they knew that 24 hours earlier, or 48 hours earlier, or four months earlier, they obviously weren't very concerned about them, not, uh, them falling into the wrong hands, being obtained by, quote, bad actors. They didn't have such concerns over national security if they didn't go after those immediately. Why wasn't that a part of what they were searching for on June 3rd when he voluntarily turned over everything they asked for? If they want us to believe that there was some sort of imminent national security threat, and that's why they had to go right now, no, go, 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 40 agents descending upon the residents. If they truly believed that those things were there and a threat to being uh, obtained somehow by bad actors, then they would have gotten them a long time ago. They wouldn't have sat on this and waited, of course, until what? I guess we can't call it an October surprise before the midterms when it's still only August, but you understand how this looks. Take down the leader, and all of those Trump-endorsed candidates for the House and for the Senate get stained along with him. How do we change the fortunes of the party for the uh, midterm elections? Take out Trump. And thus, everybody he supports goes out with him. This is politics, my friends at its worst, at its absolute worst, and it signals what so many of us have called it, and what Doug Collins calls it, a a two-tiered system of justice
4: yeah i mean the american people especially conservatives who've watched this over the last few years have just said you know where's the two there's two tiers of justice here i mean look yeah you i know, i loved how hillary clinton came out selling merchandise about email but i'll correct her shirt it says, what about the destroyed emails let's let's be honest about that with hillary clinton what about hunter biden with you know tapes of him and video and can pictures of him you know with prostitutes drugs and guns of which he's not supposed to have but i don't see any raids going on here again the FBI do do their job, yeah. but the unfortunate part about it, because leadership in the past, just like you mentioned, has been so distrustworthy or appearing to to the American people that when they come to things that the people just don't give them the benefit of the doubt, and they shouldn't based on their track history. So we'll see how this
2: you know turns out. But former Congressman Doug Collins is exactly right; they do not deserve the benefit of the doubt based on their history. I've got a lot more on this. And I look forward to hearing from you. 216-901-0945. Always Right Radio, AM 1420 The answer. All right, I need to address another issue here. Before some other nut goes and tries to take out an FBI agent, or goes to attack an FBI facility in a place like Cincinnati, and then blames me or people like me for criticizing the FBI. This needs to be this needs to be addressed. There was a gunman, a nut. That's all you can do is call him a nut. Who took apparently an AR-15 and a nail gun for whatever reason uh, to the. FBI offices in Cincinnati yesterday. Uh, his name is Ricky Schiffer, Ricky Walter Schiffer, and he posted some things on Trump's site, the Truth Social um, social page, of which I have an account, which of course is always right, WHK, and I always invite you to follow me there if you're on it. And he posted some things about how the time to arm up is now. The time to attack is now. We need to go and stop this rampant FBI, blah, 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 blah. And he engaged in a shootout of sorts with uh, uh, police, and he was shot and killed. Now, you know the drill. You know how this is going to go. Well, clearly he was inspired by people condemning and criticizing the FBI. Therefore, they have blood on their hands. Now, these are the same people who do not believe Chuck Schumer has blood on his hands, or nearly did, when Chuck Schumer uh, told Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch that, that the, the they're going to reap the whirlwind. They have unleashed the whirlwind, and they were going to pay the price. You remember this, right? I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind,
1: and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions.
2: So that's Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Democrats in the Senate, literally telling them you will pay the price. You have released the whirlwind. You won't know what hit you. Some nut goes to uh, Washington, D.C. to murder Brett Kavanaugh. He's facing attempted murder uh, charges right now. And they say, oh, it's not the same thing. Let me say this about that. I think it was extraordinarily inappropriate for a direct threat to be issued at, a, at a, uh, a sitting United States Supreme Court justice by name. That was by a leader in the United States Senate, the majority leader of the United States Senate, by the way. That's number one. Number two, if they think that the actions of a nut like Ricky Schiffer going to the FBI offices and saying it's time to fight back he gets himself shot and killed by police officers. If they think that is going to justify silencing all dissent, then they definitely have no idea what that flag we we uh, pledged our allegiance to stands for, and they have no earthly idea what it says in the Constitution, particularly in the Bill of Rights, particularly in Amendment Number One. If they think that some nut going to attack an FBI office should be reason enough for us to not criticize the FBI any longer, then they're dumber than they, than they appear. Because that's not how this works. One idiot, one mental defective nut job does not get to determine whether or not we are allowed to criticize and condemn an FBI that should be criticized and condemned. It is absolutely contemptible what they have done What they continue to do. The same organization, the same body, that spied upon a presidential candidate using phony documentation. After obtaining phony warrants from a FISA court. And then after the election, continuing to spy and surveil on a president, a sitting president. Alleging that there's collusion with Russia. That's what this FBI has done. This FBI has gone after parents who go to school board meetings complaining about CRT and social-emotional learning and queer theory and all the other nonsense that goes on. And they treat these parents like domestic terrorists. If the FBI is going to treat its population or the population that way, you damn well better believe we're going to continue to be critical of it. And some nut job with a gun in Cincinnati isn't going to silence us. It should not silence us. The First Amendment to the Constitution guarantees that it cannot silence us. So, yes, I will continue to go after the FBI rhetorically, verbally, linguistically, and expertly, and condemn them for what they are doing to the people that in no way will ever, ever constitute threats or uh, encouragement of physical actions against any law enforcement body everyone needs to know that 932 i'll be right back
0: waking up america woke slumber. Always Right Radio with Bob Frantz on The Answer.
2: Okay, 940. I'll go to the phone calls in a second here. I just want you to listen to an idiot for a second. Uh,
5: I I just, if I can, Sandra, just one
6: comment about what Ted, who is a superb expert, said about the FBI raid here in Ohio. Uh, The the gunman uh, with the AR-15 shooting up the FBI headquarters here in ohio one of them uh at their offices uh i hope and pray that this is not related to mar-a-lago because the vitriol and the the tone of the rhetoric and the hatred being directed against the bureau by
4: supporters fringe supporters of the of the former president is very alarming i grew up believing that...
2: That's enough. Uh, You needed to hear Geraldo Rivera, one of the biggest embarrassments in the history of news and journalism. Uh, Geraldo Rivera on Fox. And by the way, you love how he pointed out that the gunman with the AR-15 shooting up the FBI headquarters, he didn't shoot the AR-15 at the FBI headquarters. He shot a nail gun. He had an AR-15. He shot a nail gun. He didn't say that. But he wanted to make sure that you knew that if this guy was in any way there, because of Marlaga and the vitriol and the tone of the rhetoric and the hatred being directed against the Bureau, well, then that's very alarming. Again, we are not going to stop criticizing that which is critical, that which should be criticized because some nut job does something that is completely, you know, beyond anybody's control because he's a nut job. You think it's right, Geraldo, other, otherwise known as Jerry Rivers? Who who changed his name to Geraldo Rivera to sound more Latino so that he could get more opportunities, uh, as a, as a minority? Do you really think Jerry Rivers that we're going to stop condemning the the FBI for targeting innocent Americans as domestic terrorists as part of the weaponization of that bureau by the? corrupt Garland-led Justice Department under the leadership of the corrupt Biden administration? Do you really think we're not going to call them out for this because some nut job went after the FBI headquarters? You better believe we are. We're going to do that. We're going to, come, we're going to continue to come down on them because it is deserved what they have done. And let me also respond to what the Attorney General of the United States, thank God, you know, for all of the criticism and condemnation, that I and others have levied at uh, Mitch McConnell, the Senate majority, uh, Minority Leader. When he was the Senate Majority Leader, he, of course, made the decision to not hold confirmation hearings from Merrick Garland because we were approaching an election, and it should be up to the next president to determine who um, uh, you know, who, who sits uh, on the United States Supreme Court. So it was right toward the end of Obama's term, of course, and we, you know, let's see who wins. If Trump wins, he gets to pick. If Hillary Clinton wins, she gets to pick. We know the drill. It's because McConnell made that decision that we don't have this mealy-mouthed little squish Merritt Garland sitting on the Supreme Court right now with his corrupt standards, his embarrassing leadership. Thank God for Mitch McConnell. As much as I despise some of what McConnell does, including his refusal to condemn this Mar-a-Lago raid as being unnecessary and un-American... Thank God he kept this guy, Merrick Garland, out of the United States Supreme Court.
7: Third, let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked.
2: That's all I wanted to hear, because I need to say this. Hey, Mayor, why have you stood by silently when Supreme Court justices have been attacked? Why have you not ordered your FBI to get out there and stop the illegal protesting, intimidation, and harassment outside the homes of United States Supreme Court justices? You've stood by silently while they're attacked. You've also stood by silently as dozens and dozens and dozens of pregnancy centers and churches have been attacked as a result of the Roe v. Wade overturn. It's amazing to me how silent you've been when organizations that you don't support get attacked. You stand by silently when those things are attacked. But now, you mister, I will not stand by silently when the integrity of the FBI agents is attacked. Are you kidding me? You are a pawn. You are a worthless Hawn being manipulated around a board by, not Joe Biden, because Joe Biden doesn't even know what that board is. Joe Biden doesn't know where he is most of the time, and it's getting worse. But by the same puppet masters who pulled Joe Biden's strings, they're pulling yours, too. Don't act like you have an ounce of integrity in your body. Don't act like you have any kind of authority whatsoever over anyone. You do what you're told by your puppet masters, and we know who is behind that, those strings, who, who, or rather, who is uh, controlling those strings. It is just embarrassing to try to listen to you talk uh, like a tough guy. I will not stand idly by, silently. While they're attacked, you've stood by silently while far more important individuals have been attacked than that. Literally attacked, by the way. All right. Fired up on this free-for-all Friday. Let's go to Sally and Berea. Th- thanks for waiting, Sally. You're on the air. Go ahead.
8: Hi, Bob. I want to ba- weigh in on the fact that I won't let the threat of an IRS audit on conservatives stop me from speaking out to ensure election integrity or to spotlight any abuses of power. They would have to take me out to shut me up. So thanks for giving me and others a voice.
2: Well, it is my pleasure, and we all deserve that voice. Sally, thank you for the call. And I'm glad they're not going to shut you up. They're not going to shut me up either. And, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to be 100% honest with you here. We're all running a risk. Not necessarily of the FBI knocking on our door, although that might happen too. But when the 87,000 weaponized IRS agents start deciding who they're going to audit and whose lives they're going to make miserable, who they're going to try to bankrupt, who they're going to try to say, you made a mistake here, you made a mistake there, you owe us back taxes and, and interest and so forth to the tune of thousands and thousands of dollars, who are they going to choose? They're going to choose the people that are making the most noise, just like they did in 2011 when they singled out conservatives who were making noise and making donations to organizations they didn't like. Conservative organizations, liberty organizations, Tea Party organizations. We all run a risk here of being loud. A lot of people have told me they're going to delete their accounts on social media because they don't want anybody, when the new IRS agents get, uh, get started, they don't want them combing through and looking at people's social media and saying, there's a Trumper. There's a Trumper, there's a MAGA, there's an Uber or ultra MAGA, look at that red hat, oh look at that guy, he said, let's go Brandon, look at that guy, he says FJB, oh yeah, well F you, here I come. That's what they're, literally, people are afraid of happening, so they're going to close down their own accounts. Self-censorship is a real thing, and self-censorship is just as bad as any other censorship. It's a violation of the First Amendment. They're going to intimidate and scare people into not being political opponents anymore. So, Sally, you run a great risk by saying, I'm not going to shut up. I run a great risk because I promise you I'm not turning this microphone off anytime soon, and I'm going to continue to say what needs to be said. Consequences be damned, even though I know they could be severe, because they could come and try to make my life, your life, and anybody else who's a patriot's life a living hell. But I will not let them win. I will not let them do that. Ray is in uh, Liquid. Hi, Ray. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead, sir. Bob, Bob yes, great Ray. show. Thank you.
6: Great show. Hey, you know the thing with the FBI agent down in Cincinnati? We can, yeah. we cannot condone that. But I don't think any of us want to be in the Soviet Union. I would hope that our conservative political leaders, when they get back in power, that they would actually go after these guys like the left does to us. we just got to fight fire with fire, man.
2: Oh, I completely agree. I completely you agree, know, and I will say this: I was going
6: to say, yep. I was going to say we need a civil war, but we don't want a civil war. No, but what, we, what don't. we want is we want them. We want them to go after them like they come after us. If there's protests in the streets, oh well, too bad."
2: Yeah, I mean you know? there there is there is such a thing as fighting fire with fire. Of course, while staying within the bounds of the law and not doing the same yes. things that they do with respect I to agree. you know putting people in I danger agree. and jeopardy. But but yes. what what they have done here to weaponize the agencies to come after their political opponents, I would have no problem doing the exact same thing with. If we get the right president, and if he appoints the right attorney general, and if he appoints the right director of the FBI and the uh, the new leadership of the IRS, I mean I'm not kidding you. What's good for the goose is good for the gander let them feel a little bit of the pain until they realize you know this probably isn't the best way to go to keep our country
9: right maybe they'll change then you know yeah that that
2: that's that's it and 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 a lot of people don't think it's going to happen sadly a lot of people in fact people that i thank you for the call ray a lot of people that are texting me and that i have communication with to listen to the show say hey bob um, I'm not getting too excited about what's going to happen when we win in November because the Republicans won't do anything you know, to change anything. Oh, they'll make a lot of noise and bluster, but they won't pass any legislation. They won't fix anything. And there is a lot of skepticism as a result. And I, and I get it, and I understand it. And all I can do is say, if we take back power, and after watching what ha- is being done now by weaponizing the government against the people, And remember, that government is supposed to work for the people. If they don't change it now, then the republic is lost. All right? Directly, unambiguously, I am not stuttering when I say this. If, when the republicans take power back in November, they don't follow through with every single thing they said, oversight investigations, Judiciary investigations of each and every one of these things that has been done under the Biden administration. If they don't follow through now and, and, and set a precedent that will be there forever. If they don't use the Holman rule to stop the funding of the 87,000 IRS agents targeting middle class taxpayers. If they don't do it now, the republic is lost. There wouldn't be time for another cycle. You know, another pendulum swing. Well, it swung back this way. We didn't do much with it. And then it's going to swing back to the other side, and they're going to do more damage. And then maybe the next time around, we'll do something to counter it. No, 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 no. There's no tomorrow. I'll be Apollo Creed here, and I'll tell you straight up the way that it is. There is no tomorrow. If this doesn't get fixed this time, the republic is lost. And I don't think that's hyperbole. I don't think that's exaggeration. I think that's reality. Steve is in Collinwood. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. You're on AM 1420, The Answer.
5: Yes, I'm a cheetah file slash trumpeteer, and they can come and get me. Uh, all these violent uh, people, that uh, like the guys that attacked the building, the FBI building, Yeah. the FBI doesn't even know how many those people are going to Ukraine to fight. And the FBI and Homeland Security said they don't even know how many people, Americans, are there in the International Brigade and, you know, it's like a little proxy army because that, that war is being run by the CIA. And um, and so and they're coming back with experience. But the two things that I, I, I want to say is that mm-hmm. under the radar, the stay in Mexico policy uh, was uh, rescinded this week. Yep. And uh, – Raisi, the, the iranian ambassador he made a threat to blow a nuclear hole in the middle of the united states and and it, and, it, and it like you know was water under the bridge and uh when people crazy leaders like that say things like that you have to take them serious
2: well i'll tell you what both those things real quick thank you steve for the phone call um to to the second one, you're right. You absolutely have to take it seriously, even though it didn't get a whole lot of press. It's not something that too many people can really speak to anyway. Uh, I'm hope, hopeful that it is being taken seriously by the people who need to take it seriously. But as to the, um, you know, to the former, w- 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 listen. The. Proxy war, as you call it, that is being fought in, uh, you know, in Ukraine by, you know, the international uh, 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 troops and, and so on and so forth, and people are coming back here with experience. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play the propaganda and the fear mongering game and saying that this is something that we have to worry about right now. I'm really, I'm really not gonna do that. There's not enough information of it. There's not enough knowledge of it for people to really uh, understand it a- in its context. And so I'm not gonna go there. Um, but I will say that. Things that are done during times of, of massive national unrest, such as that which was created by Mar-a-Lago, they're they timed up perfectly. You mentioned also the Remain the, 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 I of Mexico policy. Nobody paid attention to that, just like nobody paid attention to the Iranians. Or nobody paid attention to the fact that Biden, while everybody's talking about Mar-a-Lago and 87,000 IRS agents, that Joe Biden once again rescinded the remain in Mexico policy of President Trump and is now uh, saying anybody who wants to seek asylum should come directly into the United States. Nobody talks about those things because that's the intent. The intent is to distract everybody with the big story and then slide in some of these other things, hoping they'll go under the radar. And it works. It does. Because nobody has talked about it. I knew about Biden and the Remain of Mexico policy. I didn't talk about it all week long because this story has been so much bigger. So you're right. They're good at it. They're successful at distracting us to the point where we don't see some of these other things that are damaging to us. But I won't speak to the proxy war. Uh, We're going to have to wait and see where that goes. Thanks so much for the call. We'll be back.
1: You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.
0: Welcome to Always Right Radio with Bob France on Aon 1420, The Answer.
2: Yes, indeed, hour number two underway. Nine minutes past 10 o'clock on a free-for-all Friday! <laughs> Mr. Scream is in rare form today. It's the uh, 12th morning of the 8th month of the year of our Lord, 2022. Christina Hagen going to join us. Going to get her reaction to everything that's happened this week with raids and agents. Big vote today. Big vote today. The Inflation Production Act is going to be approved by the Democrat controlled house after passing the democrat controlled by no votes and a tiebreaker by the uh, inept embarrassing uh, ridiculously stupid uh, vice president of the united states Um, it's the inflation production act yes it's going to produce more inflation uh, even though uh, the brandon administration insists it's going to reduce inflation it is geared not toward inflation at all it is a bunch of (laughs) it's a bunch of money to the tune of about 740 billion dollars Mostly on green New Deal initiatives and on IRS agents, it is in no way, shape or form, ever going to affect inflation. If anything, according to multiple economists uh, and financial, uh, financial analysts, it's going to increase inflation to the tune of about five uh, uh, excuse me, .5 percent over the last two years. So yeah, it's going to go up, not down, and yet they're calling it the Inflation Production Act, or a reduction Act. Why are they calling it that? Because they think you're stupid. They do. They think you're that dumb. Let's show them how dumb we are. Let's show them how we we react to the things that they do to us. Like, for example, this raid. This raid to embarrass Donald Trump and to try to make Trump supporters afraid to continue to support him. Let's show them how well that's working. Here's how how dumb we are. A new Trafalgar Group Convention of States action poll following Monday's FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago uh, had an interesting effect on voter enthusiasm among Republicans and independents most of whom know that the search was politically motivated and not national security motivated. Politically motivated to punish the 45th president and intimidate his supporters, thinking that people who are maybe loosely supportive of Trump will see the helicopters overhead and Mar-a-Lago being raided and agents carrying in boxes and boxes of clearly what is no doubt uh, incriminating, incriminating evidence against the president and that they will turn away from him. That's what the the goal is. So here are the results of the Trafalgar poll. 76.7% of Republican voters surveyed believe Trump's political enemies were behind the raid. 14.6% believe it was an impartial justice system at work. 8.7% are just not sure. 53.9% Fifty-three point nine percent of independent Trump, or excuse me, independent voters believe Trump's political enemies are behind the raid. Thirty-five percent of the independents believe it was just the impartial justice system at work. Ten point eight percent not sure. But eighty-three point three percent of Republican voters say the FBI raid on Trump has increased their motivation to vote in the twenty twenty two election. They are more excited than ever to go out and vote to stop this kind of nonsense. Voting in November for Republican candidates to take back this House. To take back the House, take back the Senate, stop the Biden DOJ in its tracks, perhaps invoke the Holman rule, and and, uh, and stop the 87,000. 83.3% Eighty-three point three percent of the Republicans say the FBI raid has increased their motivation. So, if you thought that maybe it might turn people away a little bit, if you thought that maybe this raid would be so embarrassing, it's I can't really support it, blah blah blah, or support the the, the uh, president and the Republicans, um, not so much. Thank you, DOJ. Thank you, Merrick Garland. Thank you, FBI. Appreciate the boost that you're giving not opponents of Donald Trump, but supporters of Donald Trump, supporters of Republicans. Now, if you think, yeah, but, Bob, that's just Republicans. They were probably already going to be pretty strong anyway, right? Okay. Well, the same survey turned up 71.7% of not Republican, but independent voters say that the raid has increased their motivation. In a statement accompanying the analysis, Mark Meckler, president of Convention of States Action, said, This Gestapo-style injustice has created a voting surge that is so significant the polling doesn't even begin to reflect what's coming from grassroots voters in November. And i got to tell you, I completely concur. This is one of those situations where we have to take something that is negative, that is terrible that has happened, and instead of hanging our heads and lamenting about it on talk radio, we get out and do something about it. And the way we do that is we get out there and we vote, and we take other people to the polls with us, and we make sure that we we stop this kind of thing from ever happening again. You take the power away from those who are abusing power. They say that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, we absolutely must get them out of power. Get them out of power and return the power to the people and not from the federal government, not to the FBI, not to the IRS. Put the power back where it belongs in your hands and mine. And that's, uh, that's how we get done with this. 216-901-0945, 945 281 is a free-for-all, so anything you want to talk about, it doesn't have to be this. If you want to get into some of the other news stories, and there are a ton of them right now, on the web at alwaysright.us. Alwaysright.us. Check it out. If you want to comment on one of those, too, uh, we'll take them. Uh, let's go to Charlie. He's waiting in uh, Westlake on AM 1420, The Answer. Charlie, good morning. Go right ahead.
4: Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. All, this, all the support in the world, if they have the formula down to steal an election, and I'm looking, and I research this stuff, the only state, Wisconsin changed the dropbox laws, every other state has the same dropbox every other state does not require this voter id national vote we we i don't see the changes so they've got the formula i don't think they're afraid of us because they're going to do the same thing they did last time what do you think
2: i don't think they're afraid of us either we talked about this what is today friday it was wednesday i think there was a really important piece in the uh uh gateway pundit in which You know, the the people were asking, I told the story about my own wife, who said to me when we were talking about this, I think it was also on, no, it was on Tuesday. And I was talking, you know, we were talking about the significance of this and what they're doing and what this indicates for the people that they're, you know, going to hire 87,000 more agents to audit uh, uh, middle-class Americans. They're going to continue to increase the weaponization of the FBI against what they call domestic terrorists, i.e., anybody who disagrees with the Biden administration and critical race theory. And she said to me, what a lot of people have said is aren 't they afraid of what 's going to happen in the, in the election in november i mean they 're doing all of these things now isn 't this dangerous and that 's what the piece in the gateway pundit uh, addressed and the you know the belief along, among a lot of people is no strangely they 're not worried about the, what this is going to do to them in the elections, which must mean that they have a lot of confidence that the elections are already in the bag they have a lot of confidence that the midterms are going to go their way, that maybe the fix is in again. And Charlie, I would be naive to say that that's not possible. It is absolutely possible. Now, in what form will the fix take take uh, take place i don't know. Will it be you know the the monkey pox thing? Will it be the you know uh, it's too dangerous to get in a crowd of other people and and that sort of thing, or is it just for the sake of convenience we're going to go ahead and do the all mail and balloting again in a lot of states. I don't know what the fix will look like, but do I fear that the the, the Democrats will do exactly what they did in 2020 or some variation of it to steal these elections? Yes, I do.
4: Yeah, well, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at the states. Michigan hasn't changed its laws. Pennsylvania hasn't changed its laws. The only one is Wisconsin. It was a closed state. They changed no more drop boxes. Unless that happens, they're gonna do the two thousand. Well it's not thing. just
2: yeah, but it's not just <laughs> drop boxes that were the part you know, that big. were the cause of the um, uh, of the uh, uh, the fix in twenty twenty. That was a big part of it, as you point out. Twenty thousand or excuse me, two thousand mules, which of course could very easily have been twenty thousand mules. They just focused on the ones they focused on. But drop boxes were a big part of the fraud. There were a lot of other ways that people were able to cast votes illegally um, that were done in twenty twenty that I think have been addressed i think I think as many as fifteen to eighteen states strengthened their voter integrity laws between 2020 and now uh, They've cleaned up their voter rolls they have required a stronger ID uh, you know whether it's photo id or state state driver's licenses, et cetera or not uh, depends from state to state. But they have strengthened those requirements. They have eliminated drop boxes in terms of un- unmanned, or you mentioned Wisconsin. They're not the only ones to 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 clean it up in terms of you know they've outlawed them altogether. But in terms of um, allowing a drop box would only be allowed at it, it would only be allowed it in some states at actual precincts, which would be monitored twenty four seven by actual monitors while they're available. So there are some things that have been done. In like I said, at Election least a day dozen
4: voting one day, one day voting is. What I would that's, what it, it that's what it With should be. It that's what it should be. Sixty yep. days, thirty days. It's shenanigans. That's how you get. It that's is how they steal.
2: It is. No, I, I, I don't disagree, like I said, but, but, I, but I do have faith that some states have strengthened their voter integrity laws to make sure that the elections are more secure, but to to the satisfaction where I don't think the Dems can cheat? Nope, nope, not at all, not a little bit. Uh, I agree with you there, and I'm very concerned. I Every, every, every a member of Congress I have on, I ask about that very question. You know, how can we be sure that these elections are going to be free and fair so that the tsunami that we expect happens so that they don't cheat their way out of it? And and basically, none of them have any idea other than to say, and I will say this, volunteer, volunteer to be a poll worker volunteer to work at your local precinct or wherever you can contact your board of elections and say i want to be a poll observer on uh, november 8th and and get there the more eyes that we can have and literally monitor monitoring every corner of uh, the voting precincts the better Uh, you know a better chance now that won't stop us from or rather that won't stop them from perhaps hacking and getting into the Voting machines and rigging the counts and those kinds of things, you know, through the Dominion software, which has also proven to be a very serious threat. But from the standpoint of physical manipulation of ballots or pulling out new ballots or whatever, um, the one thing that we can do is is uh, if we're concerned, is volunteer. The more poll watchers we can get uh, who are willing to go there, who are interested in making sure the election is secure, the the better it is for us. Very All good. right, Charlie. All
4: right. We, All right, thanks, we buddy. got to
2: fight. Thanks yes, we do, and that's one of the ways you fight. Thanks for the call. That's one of the ways you fight it, you do, um, is, is you, you go out there. I, I've heard many um, Republicans who are not even candidates in this particular election, um, but just Republicans who are already in office who have said the same thing, that said, look, you know, there's, there are some things we have control over and some things we do not. One of the things we do not have control over is voting machines, One of the things we do have control over is eyes on the various precincts. And one of the things that we saw in November of 2020 that, of course, made so many of us believe that the um, votes were were rigged, that that, that, rampant fraud had taken place, is the number of people who were poll watchers who were shut out, who were blocked out of seeing what was going on. They were poll watchers, but they weren't allowed to watch numerous instances of that were reported, as was, of course, the fact that in Georgia and in some other places, they told everybody, yeah, we're done counting for the night. Go home, everybody. Yeah, we'll come back tomorrow morning and pick it up. It's like, wait a minute. This is the presidency of the United States. You stay here until 5 a.m. if you have. Do you get all the counting? Nope. We're going to shut it down, everybody. Go ahead. Go ahead home. And then they sent everybody out, and then as soon as everybody left, the poll watchers left, there were cameras that caught them pulling out new ballots. So it's, you know, there, there are a lot, lots of different things that can be done to fix an election, to sway or to alter the outcome, if not commit outright voter fraud. And we can't control all of them. The one thing that the people that I talk to, the Republicans I talk to say, is control the ones that we can. Pull watch to the, to, to the point that we can um, and continue to push secretaries of state and those who are in charge of elections, boards of elections, continue to uh, hammer home what we want to have done in terms of election integrity. Charlie, appreciate that. More calls coming up. 216-901-0945, 888-281-1110. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420 The Answer. 1027, Always Right Radio on AM 1420 The Answer. And online at alwayswrite.us. When you get there, don't forget to get your Juck Bo T-shirt, which is available in the web store. Uh, it is by far the pop- most popular seller that we have right now. <coughs> a lot of people, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. A lot of people speak foreign languages. That is obviously a foreign language. It has no meaning whatsoever in English. It's just Juck Bo and you can uh, you can wear that. A lot of people are uh, finding it uh, uh, very uh, very popular right now. Um. We've got um, Christina Higgin coming up after the bottom of the hour. Let's get a couple more phone calls in now. This is, um, where am I going? Oh, it's Yanina. Yanina in University Heights. I think we spoke yesterday. Good morning, Yanina. Go ahead. Yes, good
10: morning, Bob. Good morning, Bob. Uh, First of all, you know, when I used to be a poll worker for a few years, uh, they used to have a rover. They used to have a rover coming and check everything. That's one thing. Second, Ron DeSantis made a law. If you if they found you with a two ballots $50,000 fine and 5 years in prison
2: if they found you trying to you're trying to vote twice that's what you're saying
10: yeah if they have you have your name with two ballots two ballots on the same person
2: right they're
10: going to have $50,000 fine and 5 years in jail can mike Devine do the same thing
2: No, he can't. No, he can't, and he won't. And here, you know, I love that because I love Ron DeSantis. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up. But you know, I I, I'm I'm waiting to see the first person who faces one of those penalties. I'm waiting for some because we know there are people voting twice. We know people are voting in the names of dead people who have not been removed from the rolls yet. We know people are voting for family members who are perhaps incapacitated and uh, don't even know to request an absentee ballot, so they're voting in their names as well. And I don't see any news, Yanina, of anybody being prosecuted and punished with $5,000 or $50,000, whatever you said, and five years in jail. I just—I well, I, I would love to see it happen.
10: I do not know. Ron DeSantis did it. Who follows in Florida, I have no idea. And who follows in Ohio, if any rule. But like I said, we need to have a rover for sure. And, you know, I do not know how other people <clears throat> who want to get volunteer because everything getting so and so expensive every day. Yeah, Well, that's, yeah,
2: that's very true. It is. And, uh, and, but, but I think there are volunteers. And thank you for the call. I think there are volunteers. I think there are patriotic people who want to go out there, and whether it's as rovers or specific precinct uh, observers, poll watchers. Uh, there are a lot of people who want to do this. And you know what? There's a lot of people who have the time on their hands, too, now, for whatever reason. Uh, I, I do. I think we're going to have a lot of people volunteering as long as the methods are there, as long as the mechanics are there for them to have access uh, to make sure that things are on the up and up. And if they are, then we roll. In November. If they're not, then obviously this republic is in serious jeopardy of being lost. 10.30, now we'll get news. So on the other side, we'll check in with Christina Hagen, former, you know what, she's a member of the Ohio Elections Commission. We'll talk to her about integrity, voter integrity, and what needs to be done in our state to make sure that the uh, the results are valid. So we'll talk to her coming up next on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer.
0: liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Always Right Radio with Bob France on The Answer.
2: 1037 now, Always Right Radio, online on alwaysright.us. Don't forget to check out the top stories there, and don't forget to sound off as well. Uh, We've got some of those that we're going to play. If you uh, don't want to wait on hold, if you don't want to wait during interviews, you can very easily just go to alwayswrite.us, click the sound off button in the upper right-hand corner, put in your name, click record, say what you've got to say, push send, and it comes right here. We'll play it on the radio. And respond to it let 's go to the phones now and welcome in our regular Friday guest, although it 's been a little irregular as of late due to schedule conflicts we 're so glad to have her this morning. She is of course a former Ohio state representative. she is a current member of the Ohio board of uh, our uh, Commission rather elections Commission, and uh, she is Christina Hagan joining us on a m fourteen twenty the answer Good morning, Christina good morning, Bob So good to have you as always. We have so very much to talk about this morning. Before we get into um, the raid on Mar-a-Lago and what its broader impact or implications might be for Ohioans and Americans, and before we talk about 87,000 new IRS agents coming for the middle class, I want to bring you into the conversation on the elections. How do you feel about the security of elections, big picture nationwide, not just Ohio, but big picture nationwide for this November Knowing that there were so many shenanigans, uh, that caused the, you know, the, uh, results of the 2020 presidential election to be uh, called into question. And, uh, quite frankly, many of us feel like it was just a flat out fraud that the election was stolen. Knowing that. The Democrats are making some extraordinary moves right now that are very controversial in that at a time of inflation, they're raising taxes, they're hiring these agents, they're, you know, they're invading, uh, you know, further dividing the country by invading uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago uh, uh, resort. Um, people are wondering, why are they doing so much to antagonize people when the midterms are coming? And the answer for a lot of people, Christine, is they don't fear the midterms, that maybe they know something we don't know, that maybe... Uh, shenanigans are afoot yet again, and that's why they don't fear, you know, having to answer to the voters. So uh, what's your take on the state of the integrity of the upcoming November election?
8: Yeah, it is rather interesting and deeply concerning that they aren't um, curling up right now as they usually do at midterms and pretending they're more like Republicans than they are like Democrats. Um, a great example of this is, uh, Tim Ryan, the Tim Ryan playbook. At election time, Tim is always, uh, your conservative neighbor, uh, who supports the police and would never force a radical agenda on your children. Um, however, at large, that is not what the Democrat party, that's not what the Democrat operatives and leaders are doing. Um, so it is, it is concerning. I mean, this raid, this blatant attack on liberties in our country, Um, Everything that they're so boldly doing points to a confidence that they should not have. I mean, they are tanking in every sense of every poll. Um, I heard this morning that even amongst Democrats, um, male Democrats, are they're down another 30 points in just 15 months. I mean, these are record low numbers for Democrat leadership and for the Democrat administration. So I would say um, for anybody who has not yet seen the documentary, 2,000 mules. I would advise you to do that. I actually ran into somebody at the Alive Festival who is a wonderful, like-minded patriot who shared that exact documentary with me, and admittedly, our family's been very busy, and I've had it in my hands for probably several weeks, almost a month and a half now, and I got the opportunity to sit down and watch it, and I went to bed praying. Um, I went to bed praying about the reality that there are um, millions of hours of footage uh, corrupted elections in this country that there were mules, you know, there were people that were absolutely polluting our votes across the country. And these were in key states where this was witnessed, um, and obviously documented and shared with people. And I watched, uh, legal scholars, um, that I trust and recognizing the conservative movement who went into the conversation and said, I'm ab- absolutely agnostic on the issue. And then when the evidence was presented to them, when the data analysts and the intelligence leadership presented the way they tracked the cell phones of those who were involved in this scheme um, to corrupt the vote, uh, they left infuriated, frustrated, and concerned, as every American should be, about the safety of our elections. Really, um, the only thing that we can do is what Ron DeSantis is currently doing in Florida. Get rid of those boxes. Get rid of anything that makes our elections um, unsecure. Uh, take away the electronic machines. Go back to the paper ballot. Do not allow for anything that could in any way pollute an American's vote and the trust of our system. Um, our government institutions across the board and the trust by the public are at an all-time low. So, yeah, they are awfully confident and cocky, in a way that they shouldn't be, which tells me that we should be deeply concerned.
2: Any recommendations for people on how to allay those concerns? You know, somebody, almost everybody I talk to who's an elected official when I bring up the issue of election integrity here in Ohio, they say if you're concerned, volunteer to be a poll watcher go and keep your eyes on everything make sure you're watching very closely bring some other people uh get as excuse me as many people possible uh you know willing to volunteer and train to be a poll watcher so that you can you know make sure that at least in the precincts that things are on the up and up
8: yeah i think that that's appropriate and our family has participated year after year in fact my aunt a few years ago um fell and broke her ankle. She's now in her seventies. She was doing the job of being a, a, a pool worker. I've been a pool worker. Best friend's been a poll worker. We as Americans have the right and the responsibility to participate in our system and safeguard our system. But it's deeper than that. Um if the the heads of these boards of elections, if they're turning the cheek, if they're making the opportunity to cheat prevalent and available, we have to go to our state legislatures and demand a change of direction. And the way we allow for ballots to be transported and accepted, the way we allow for them to be processed, the way we allow for them to be counted. I mean, the fact that uh, we were winning this election years ago and then everything stopped dead and reversed course in the middle of the night um, as these ballots continue to be trafficked tells us we have a massive problem that goes beyond what is seen in the plane of day by poll workers. I mean this is this is serious stuff. Every state legislator should be having their door beat down until they are willing to address the integrity of our elections in this country. And they may find out the hard way come November um, that being right on the issues is no longer enough to be able to sustain the right to govern this country. Um they need to act and act quickly.
2: Last month, Christina, and this will be the last thing we say about this, uh, last month the AP um, came out with a report that there were no major problems with ballot drop boxes in 2020, that the movie that you and I were just discussing, tw- uh, 2000 Mules, uh, kind of prompted what they're calling conspiracy theorists to question the validity and the legitimacy of the drop boxes. And uh, so they sent a survey, the AP did, to the top elections offices in each state, seeking information about whether the boxes were tied to fraudulent votes or stolen ballots and whether they, uh, the boxes and ballots they contained were damaged. All but five states responded to the questions, and according to the AP... None of the election offices in states that allowed the use of drop boxes in 2020 reported any instances in which the boxes were connected to voter fraud or stolen ballots. Likewise, none reported incidents in which the boxes or ballots were damaged to the extent that election results would have been affected. I, I, I got so, nothing, Christina. I I saw the movie. You did too. Yeah, these are the the same video evidence said. and I got nothing. Go ahead.
8: These are the same leaders that put the boxes out. These are the same leaders that opted to mail ballots to every person in their state. These are the same leaders that wish to have that inside control and to undermine the process. Um, I would just say that that's not sufficient. I mean, we need answers for these videos. I mean, this is publicly requested video documentation of security surveillance that is the right of the taxpayer to maintain, which is how they got the the video footage. And there need to be answers. There need to be actual arrests. And unfortunately, when the entire mainstream media continues to look the other way and say, oh, there were minor incidences of or this didn't occur at all, um, this is the country we live in. This is the same country that raids the former president of the United States' personal residence um, and completely evades any rationale whatsoever at any given time. This is a weaponized government against the American people.
2: There's no question about that. We're talking to Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative. So let's go a little bit more into that. What was What was most shocking to you about the decision uh, to to go into Trump's home and raid it um, uh, on Monday? Uh, Is it it the brazenness of the FBI, or is it the fact that there was no need for it, considering they had already served him with a subpoena two months earlier, which he responded to uh, with full cooperation, uh, giving them any documentation and letting them see anything in Mar-a-Lago that they wanted? What was your biggest surprise, or what was the most disturbing thing to you? You know, the most
8: disturbing thing is that I'm not shocked at all. I mean, this is a seven year witch hunt that continues to persist. Um, they're continuing to egg on the former president of the United States. Um, what's shocking to me is they didn't go after Hunter. They didn't go after Hillary Clinton. They didn't go after Pelosi with her insider trading deals. Um, and we're not, we're not so convinced that there is any rationale whatsoever. I mean, they used a shop for judge who was the former attorney of one of the most known and disgusting, horrible criminal pedophiles in our country's history as the person to sign off on this deal. And, you know, Garland gives a four-minute press conference where he says nothing other than I ordered this up. And our what is surprising to me is, again, the blatant arrogance and insanity of this actually taking place. And then the president of the United States, the sitting commander-in-chief, I'm um, saying that he has no knowledge of it, had no knowledge of it, and now he's leaving for a beach vacation at a donor's home, a $20 million donor's home, while the rest of us suffer inflation. That is what is surprising to me, that any sitting elected official could be that deceitful and that willing to have, di- that <laughs> willing to have such substantial disregard for the American people, that that's where their level of concern lies for our liberties in this country, for our freedom, and for us not being a banana republic. I mean, that—that that is the surprising piece to me. I mean, I'm not shocked that it happened because that's who they are. That's who they've illustrated to be. They will waste our taxpayers at any expense to go after this man. And Donald Trump said it best a long time ago. Um, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I just happen to be in the way. And that remains true today. It's so clear and so evident. They fear a Donald Trump presidency. I mean, this is a person who has more favorability amongst voters, non-voters, Americans, than any past president in the history of this country. And they know that he is their demise. He know, they know he is the one who will continue to expose their corruption. And they will do anything to paint a picture of him, um, even if it bites them. I mean, so clearly, I mean, this has just fired up the American people because before it was Trump in this last week, it was us. It was American parents they were going after. It was states that have decided they didn't want to chemically castrate children, that they were going to weaponize these state and departments to go after. Americans are tired of being under attack while we allow immigrants to flow into our country um, who have more preference than the American people. And they're not they're not curing our border they're not protecting our border we have more irs agents now to go after innocent americans um teachers who happen to also um do roofing work in the summertime and have a side business these are the kinds of people that these irs agents that they have just now weaponized against the american people will go after um it, it's just a never-ending unceasing witch hunt not so much on donald trump but on the american's who support and believe in the country
2: that he believes in. Yeah, and um, speaking of them coming after us and, and Trump being in the way, let's talk quickly about the IRS and the 87,000 new agents that are going to be funded when they pass this bill today, this, uh, this Inflation Production Act uh, that they are going to pass today. Ted Cruz um, gave the numbers and said that of the 1.2 million additional audits that will be conducted every year, Uh, once this starts, 710,000 of them, so a little bit under three quarters, are going to be audits of people making $75,000 a year or less. In other words, the heart of the middle class. Not the big corporations, not those making $400,000 or more, not America's billionaires, but the middle class. And so the question becomes, which... Middle-class Americans are they going to single out for this persecution, for this checking every single decimal decimal point in every single receipt, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, whose lives are they going to make miserable? And based, Christina, what on what they did in 2011 to Tea Party groups, to uh, 912 Project groups, and so forth, the IRS has a history of picking political opponents to come after, um, and and I have no reason to think that isn't what they'll do here. What say you?
8: Yeah, unquestionably, they're coming after me. They're coming after the American mom. They're coming after the American dad. They're, I mean, $740 billion of more spending. You think about it, even if they weren't even assigning these IRS agents to attack us, the fact that they're willing to further inflate a devastating financial crisis that our country is in, um, a deeply wounding recession, unstable energy and gas prices, um, they're coming after us to fund the millionaires electric cars, you know, to fund these subsidies to the things that we don't believe in until they tank our way of life and our ability to survive independently, to be able to live in the country, to be able to commute to work. They don't even want us to be able to own an SUV. I mean, these people are coming directly for the heart of middle class America. They're taxes for middle America. They're harassing Trump and they're harassing middle America. This is about making us pay for our beliefs, making us pay for our value systems, and they're willing to do it at any extent, and now they're going to be attacking us on the tax front. So it is a wonder that they would do all of this right before the election if they didn't feel deeply secure in the way they have undermined election integrity.
2: Yeah, They have no reason whatsoever to feel secure about this election unless they know that it is going to be corrupted. Christina Hagan, former Ohio State Representative, current member of the Ohio Elections uh, Commission as well. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely, Bob. God bless you. Thank you, Christina. It's 1054, Always Right Radio. Uh, Guest free the rest of the way. Wide open for phone calls. You dial. We talk. 216-901-0945. 888 281 You pick the topic, we're ready to go. I'm always right radio. I don't care if
4: Monday's blue, Tuesday is gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday,
0: I don't care about you, it's Friday. I'm in love.
1: You and I know
2: Hour number three, our third and final hour of this broadcast. Final hour of this broadcast week, as a matter of fact. They'll be a nice weekend in store. Uh, enjoy uh, pre-tax and spend life for just another hour or two, because they're about to pass tax and spend. You know that. It is uh, ten minutes after 11 o'clock. This is the twelfth morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord 2022.
0: Always Right Radio, Week in Review.
2: Yes, indeed, we like to do the week in review. Now, this is week number three for the week in review. We do it each and every Friday at this time as we look back at some of the highlights from the interviews or segments that we have had. And we're going to start this week's review with a conversation I had with Max Miller, congressional candidate. We talked about the Mar-a-Lago raid the morning after it all went down. What does it mean for us? What does it mean for the republic? Uh, Max and I talked about what effect this might have on the midterms as well. And one of the more important questions I asked him is, what was the reaction from the other Trump family members and support about this raid.
6: The reaction is shocked and in utter dismay. I mean, as I just said, what you're seeing right now and what Trump supporters are feeling and Republicans and conservatives, and I hope the Democrats are seeing this as well, because what you're seeing right now on the other side is you're seeing the Democrats praise, right, The other another, another persecution of Donald Trump. And that's what they're doing. They shouldn't be praising this. Red flags should be going up. They should be really concerned about where our country is headed. And as far as the Trump team and our reaction, we're in utter disbelief. I mean, we're talking about a man who has been harassed from the day that he said he was going to run for president of the United States in 2015. And from there, we've seen now four different investigations to take him down. And make no mistake, what the FBI is doing, what the Department of Justice is doing, and it is Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi who are at the helm of all of this. Make no mistake. They are the ones who are pulling the strings and they don't want this man to run for president again. And they don't want him to run for president again because what he did in his four years in the White House, he exposed the Democrats. And he also exposed Republicans for the corruption that lies within our system. This is why they're going the extra mile to keep President Donald J. Trump out of office. They have they have no boundaries. They have no left or right lateral limits on how to operate as just a decent human being. And this is what we're seeing. It's a complete government overreach. And, yes, we're stood by in shock. We are all frustrated. We are all angry. But what I can tell you is this: people will be held accountable. People will be asked the tough questions that need to be asked. And I love how you played the clip of Jim Jordan earlier on in your segment. When Jim Jordan is chair of the Judiciary Committee, when we take back the House and the margin that I believe that we're going to take it in November and be successful, and one of the greatest pickups in our history for Republicans, Jim Jordan is going to pee a dog with a bone. That man is going to go up there and he is going to bring in every individual that he can to hold him accountable. And that's why he's so great for our party. He has a huge role, and I can't wait to see him in that seat, giving them all as much hell as they possibly can, because that's what needs to happen. We need to get to the bottom, and we need to find the truth. Because what we're seeing right now, and as you played the Soviet Union national anthem, I've never heard it before, but I can only assume that's what it is. That's the state of the country right now. And Joe Biden is everything that they that the media told you that president donald j trump was going to be but he wasn't he was moderate right joe biden is a complete authoritarian dictator who wants to put his political opponents in prison because he knows that if he has to run against donald j trump again he'll lose and then we can get our country back on track from the socialist nation that we've now turned into and go back to being energy independent and open our pipelines secure our southern border with a wall We should be at merit-based immigration working on H2B and H2C visas, fixing our supply chain issues, and increasing our labor within this country to get back on our own feet. That's what we really should be talking about. But the Democrats have taken this messaging, and they've turned it. Because what they do, and what Democrats always do, is they always tap into emotion. Because they know that once you tap into emotion, you lose logic and reason. And that's why Democrats think Republicans or conservatives are morally bankrupt, Well, I have to tell you, for the most part, the individuals on the Democrats who think that way, they're the ones who are morally bankrupt. They are the ones who are breaking down our society into the current state of where we are today. No one feels safe in our country. No one feels respected. People are losing patriotism at an all time high. Our military recruitment is down 30 percent. I mean, this is the country that we're living in. And it all goes to Joe Biden and him weaponizing every federal branch of the government and regulatory agencies once again, and he's barreling down on the American people, and he won't stop until he gets what he wants, and that's to change the fabric of our country. And that's why they went ahead and they passed the CHIPS and Acts and Subsidies bill with reconciliation tied to it. Now, as a bonus of this bill, Bob, as you know, we get a 1.1% on average tax increase, except for the only tax bracket that doesn't get a tax increase is from 10000 to $20,000 They get a deduction by 0.8%. But if you make less than $10,000, you get a tax increase at 0.8%. I mean, this is what they're doing. This is why now the IRS is the biggest federal regulatory agency that we have within our United States government. They will stop at nothing to grow the private sector and to hamstring the private sector and independent small and big business from growing this country to be where we need to be to have our belief in God to respect our country, to sing our national anthem in our kids' schools again, this is what has been taken away from us underneath his leadership. Make no mistake, these are serious, serious times that if we don't act aggressively and if we don't send in people who are going to ask the tough questions, who really want to be in Congress and really want to be in the Senate to get to the bottom of this, we will lose our country. And that's what I'm terrified over right now. We need to act.
2: I feel like this just might make everybody circle the wagons and, and surround him you know, in, a, you know, in a cocoon of protection and, and get this guy back in again.
6: I, I completely agree. And, and let's play through the tape right now. What happened after the first impeachment hoax? Did he lose support or gain support? He got, gained, he gained support. Yeah. Right? What happened after the second impeachment hoax, right, with January 6th? He gained support. And then all those individuals who voted against him for impeachment. They're no longer around except for one who's floating around up in Washington State, which is one of the most liberal states we have in this entire country. So that was his saving grace. And now you're seeing that they're doing more of this committee and doing the investigation on January 6th. They've come up with absolutely nothing on Donald Trump. Now I believe that they're trying to hang him up on dereliction of duty. And in their last hearing, they didn't have much to put together because there was never any game plan with them. All it was, it was an optic. That's why they hired an ABC producer, to go ahead and to produce the January 6th committee, to put it into a primetime hour. That's what you're seeing. Every time people take a bet that think that President Donald J. Trump is going to fall, the man never falls. He's an anomaly. We've never seen somebody like him in history. He just grows stronger. And along with that, his base, his constituency within this country, they go stronger as well. And I truly do believe your moderate independent who is sitting in the middle, who is looking at our country being... Just burned from with the inside out and the and the global unstabilization that Joe Biden has brought to the entire globe into our country they 're looking at this and they 're saying, you know this is America because this feels like yeah. russia
2: this it feels does. like
6: north Korea this and feels... that's and, and th- right this... that 's what the Democrats don 't understand is they 're going to lose all of these independent voters to the Republican party as they should and where the country is headed and with these you know thug tactics that they've now put in place, which are Putin-esque.
2: That was Max Miller. We spoke with him on Tuesday, the day after the Mar-a-Lago raid. Also on Tuesday, we, of course, had our regular segment with um, U.S. Civil Rights Commissioner Peter Kersenau. wondering why did they jump the gun? Why did they skip the subpoenas and go right to the blue windbreakers at the door?
11: Because it wasn't a legal process. It was a political process. Uh, there's no overstating you know, the gravity of what transpired last night. Uh, politics is, you know, it's given a hyperbole. Everything's the worst, the best, the most dangerous, the most important. Uh, this, I think, people intuitively grasp. Ordinary Americans, you don't have to be a lawyer, you don't have to be a politician. You get this. You intuitively understand that this is fundamentally un-American, that this is fundamentally uh, totalitarian. Uh, that's not an overstatement. I know, typically, Bob, you know, I've... We say, you know, I want to be sober, wait for the facts, I want to read the law on this. Um, But if you went through third grade, I think you have a core understanding that something remarkable transpired last night. I don't know if you can put the genie back in the bottle. and We've seen this progression for a number of years now. Uh, not just a double standard, but a politicization of the fundamental institutions, the governing institutions of the republic. This is contrary to... Uh, uh, let me back up for a second. I think even the Democrats understand that. From one of the clips you just played, I think they're getting a little nervous that this was a huge overreach and could blow back. And I do believe it's going to blow back against them because it's galvanizing ordinary americans not just trump supporters not just MAGA people um even never trumpers those guys who have been claiming forever that trump was the greatest threat to the republic and it's a matter of projection everything that they accuse trump of for whatever reason they've been blind to the fact that the left the democrats have been doing just that you don't need 87,000 irs agents to go after a couple hundred billionaires you need 87 thousand irs agents to keep people in line to keep people cowed at the power of the federal government and this is another example of that they're trying to disqualify trump and not just trump but his movement and american exceptionalism in terms of our approach to the rule of law so that they can wield the power in the manner in which they wish to do. Think about how ridiculous. That's not even the, the right statement, Bob. This is incredible. What we have here, what we're witnessing here is them doing everything or them claiming everything about Trump that they actually do, that the Clintons actually did, that the Obamas actually did. And they're going after him, weaponizing the powers, the most powerful tools in the arsenal of the federal government to go after a former sitting president, they've alienated at least half of America, and they've worried another two-thirds of Americans after that. Only the most politicized, only the most rabid partisans would say, oh, yes, this is great. Even, you know, Bob, after you and I exchanged some text messages, I made a point of switching over to the MSNBCs and the (laughs) CNNs of the world. and You could see that some of their panelists were starting to dawn on them that this may be a problem, that maybe this might blow back against them, because frankly, I'm not sure that are all too concerned about the structure of the United States, the processes of the United States. They're concerned about political power, and this is a threat to their political power because ordinary Americans well, are galvanized by this.
2: Our Always Right Radio week in review continues with Warren Davidson. Uh, Ohio Congressman Warren Davidson, we spoke about the motive for the Mar-a-Lago raid. Can we assign motive? It's difficult to do. Uh, But if President Trump already cooperated with the subpoena in the spring, why the giant spectacle raid now? Is the FBI just playing politics?
7: Well, look, it's always uh, hard to assign motives. But I think at this point, after three years of uh, Russia collusion based on fraudulent warrants, after... The way they have politicized the FBI in every front and so many other agencies, it's hard to trust that this was an objective uh, action by the FBI or by the Department of Justice. And you look at the ties uh, to the judge that issued the warrant, hard to believe it's an objective thing. So, you know, America's uh, justice system is supposed to be beyond reproach, and we're sadly at a position where no one feels that way.
2: There, there was a there was a commentator on MSNBC on Tuesday after this all went down on on Monday, who said that uh, the FBI deserves the benefit of the doubt. All of these critics, all of these Trump supporters, all of these MAGA supporters and so forth, being critical of the FBI, are not giving them their due, uh, their due and uh, and the respect of the benefit of the doubt that they knew what they were doing. Has the FBI, in your opinion, Congressman, earned the benefit of the doubt? This FBI under this leadership.
7: They had the benefit of the doubt for the first year of the Russia collusion thing. And then as everything started unwinding, you know, people said, well, I don't know. I don't know where Trump is coming from, what they spied on my campaign. Let's give the FBI the benefit of the doubt. And then when you look after the fact, who was right? It was Donald Trump. Uh, they, were, they were doing all the things he said they were doing, and they were basing it on lies. And there's still no accountability for the people that were doing the lying. Uh, and the spying. So, you know, I think they've given given away that. And, you know, when when James Comey was fired, it was a chance for a reset with the FBI. I got to personally tell Christopher Ray, hey, I had never met you, uh, but you got to know the people in my district just don't trust you guys. You know, the rank-and-file FBI agents, uh, they're inclined to do that, but the leadership is very damaged. So, you know, I wish you well, and I hope that you take this opportunity to restore the credibility of the FBI that is truly tainted in the eyes of a lot of Americans. Uh, and, and obviously he hasn't done that. He's gone the other way. Everything that would undermine the credibility of the FBI they've done and they've almost flaunted it. I mean, they're basically saying, look, if you're with us, if you're with the, if you're with the far left, if you're with the the leadership of the DNC, I'm not even going to say Democrats, not even all the Democrats in Congress, the far left, the people pushing the envelope in this country, Politicizing every kind of agency, uh, that we can get after, whether it's the FBI, the SEC, the IRS, the FDIC, bank regulators, filtering bank transactions, debanking people. Um, if you're with these guys, well, we got your back, Hunter Biden. We got your back, Hillary Clinton. We got your back, Lois Lerner. Uh, you got nothing to fear. We're, we're in your camp. Uh, and, but if you're on the other side, if you're a Republican Supreme Court justice, uh, or if you're supportive of Donald Trump, and of course, if you are Donald Trump uh, or his family, we're coming after you. And it's just like Ch- Senator Chuck Schumer said, you know, they've got six ways to Sunday, seven ways to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Who knows however many ways uh, they're going to get after you if you cross them. And clearly, you know, what he said is there's a way that this uh, group gets politicized and, and, you know, turned against uh, people. It looks like that's what's happening.
2: That was Congressman Warren Davidson, of course, here from Ohio. We went down to Texas also this week, getting reaction on the raid at Mar-a-Lago and more, to uh, Congressman Troy Nels. We discussed what what we know, what we don't know about the raid at this particular point in time, and most importantly, does this have anything to do with January 6th?
3: Well, what we do know is the Trump family, the Trump uh, organization, has been cooperating to make sure that if there are any documents, that need to be in the archives, that they will work with the DOJ and produce those documents. But this is more than just about the documents. I think there's connections with January 6th. I think there's connections The DOJ, the FBI. Listen, they do not want, Joe Biden knows it, the Democrats know it, they do not want to have to face Donald Trump in 2024. So they're going to get this liberal judge who was a big supporter of Obama. They get a little probable cause they find a pickup pal, so they found the liberal judge to approve the warrant, and then they go into Mar Lago. They're looking for more than just a few documents and a few boxes. They were looking for anything, anything they could find to tie Trump to some type of a criminal violation of law so they can get a federal indictment, right? To get a federal indictment and try to prevent him from coming back in 2024. It's not going to work, folks. Trump's coming back with a vengeance. They're in the fourth quarter. The Democrats realize that you know what, we're just a couple years away from the presidential election. They've tried to k- destroy Trump in, over the past five years, if not longer, in, in Russia collusion, the hoax then, and the impeachment one, impeachment two. And, and Donald Trump is Teflon man. Everything bounces off him. So he's not sweating this. He's not worried about this. He's prepared. He's had the Democrats coming after him for the past five years because they want to keep him off the ballot. But they're in the fourth quarter. They're realizing once Donald Trump makes that announcement, he's running for president, it's going to be a little bit too late because the American people are smarter than that. They're smarter than that. When Donald Trump announces he's running for president, he's the leader of our party. No question about it. He will be the Republican nominee and he'll be the 47th president. And it scares the hell out of them, Bob. It scares them to death that they do not want to deal with Donald Trump in 2024 because he will annihilate them all. Whether it's Sleepy Joe, Kamala, hell, they're thinking about Mayor Pete in that race, too. Uh, if Donald Trump will take them all on, and he'll beat them.
2: There you have it, our Week in Review for this particular week. Uh, I really enjoyed all those conversations. I just wish we had better subject matter to talk about than what is being done to this country right now by way of what they're doing to President Donald J. Trump. All right, it's 1128. We're going to get our newscast. We've got time for more phone calls on this free-for-all Friday uh, in our final segment, which is com- coming up right uh, right after the news on Always Right Radio and 1420 The Answer. Yeah.
0: Giving you reason in the age of unreason. Always Right Radio with Bob France and The Answer.
2: Eleven thirty six now. Always right radio, wrapping it up. If you have not yet checked the website, uh, you really need to check the website. All of the latest stories are there about the raid, about the uh, the vote today, and so much more. I encourage you to go to AlwaysRight.us. We try to update it throughout the day, as I said. So. Um the uh, best thing for you to do is just uh, keep checking back. You'll get new stories uh, under top stories. You're also going to find uh, audio clips of interviews that you may have missed, conversations that you may have missed, very important ones, in fact. So right now, in fact, if you go to the website uh, webpage, um, you are going to see the full interview of some of the things you just heard, the Warren Davidson conversation, the Troy Nels conversation, the Max Miller conversation, and more going back. You'll also see new uh, merchandise in the Always Right web store, including the uh, Buck Joe Feiden, Buck Joe Fiden t-shirts uh, they are terrific and very popular so check those out as well let's go to phones 216-901-0945 let's see if we can squeeze a few more phone calls in before we are done here this morning and we're going to hit up uh, first BJ in North Olmstead hi BJ go ahead sir
9: hi Robert uh, the provocation of going into Donald Trump's home and raiding it was nothing more and to activate some serious violence and shooting which has already started if the democrats can't provoke the party that supports donald trump and they're raising weapons up and going after them then they're going to fail in their goal and their goal is to provoke a, a civil war in this country they don't realize what they're getting into because this is not the america that they think it is this is america that wants its freedom the constitution And they're provoking violence against that. What Garland did and took the responsibility for it rather than saying it was the president and his administration was a direct slap in the face to the belief in the religion in this country, to the belief in the Constitution, to the belief in the freedom of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you younger folks, and the reason I say you younger folks is we we. A lot of the seniors right now, and especially in the senior center I go to, they're bewildered. They're 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 very very confused about why this nastiness is going on in politics when we live in such a beautiful peaceful country. But for whatever reason globally, there's a provocation toward wanting to stimulate violence so there can be a takeover from the socialist world and. All I can say is God bless your young people. It's in your hands. And uh, by the way, Bob, you have been doing an amazing job, and you're blessed by the gift of the God on your shoulder. Thank you for your time.
2: Thank you, BJ. I appreciate it. I'm blessed by uh, a wonderful group of patriotic listeners that really, really uh, are loyal to what we do on this program and hopefully sharing the information we have on this program with others. Thank you very much, uh, BJ. We'll go next to Jerry in Brexville. Hi, Jerry. You're on the air. Go ahead.
12: Good morning, Bob. I just wanted to make a comment that I think that we are being bullied by these communist wannabe dictators. And the only way we're going to improve on that is to get our boys in office if the elections are run properly. And as far as Ravel Rivera goes, when he's on the five, I hang up. I don't watch TV when that guy's on the five. He's the most, n- n- uh, n- restless, uh, uh, wishy washy person I know. So, I, and as far as Republicans go, they have so many good candidates now. They have Cotton, they have Banks, they have Hawley, they have, uh, Jordan and Cruz and, uh, DeSantis and Trump and any one of those people I think can straighten this country out and stop this bullying that we're, we're being uh uh accused of and also this guy in ukraine he's making billions of money now on us and i believe he's a big bully and if they would stop the border and stop sending money over to ukraine i think we'd have enough money for any infrastructure or anything we want done in this country well, no. the,
2: the, the key is who wants done. You want done and I want done are very different than the things that the left wants done. They want to take all of our tax dollars and use it to harm us, use it to uh, create these 87,000 new IRS positions, use this to create new climate uh, regulations and to damage the fossil fuel industry that we have uh, we have become energy independent on. So all of these things, that's the frustrating part. Thank you, Jerry, for the call. That's the frustrating part about it is, if we did stop sending money haphazardly around the world, World, wherever it may be and we used it here for the american people it would be a great thing provided we all agreed on what is right for the american people the left simply does not lisa woods our good friend from medina county friends and neighbors good morning lisa
8: hey good morning wow what a great week of shows you had bob you know it's troubling information but you cover it so well thank you
2: well, thank you. Yeah, I wish we had different things to talk about, but but uh, yeah, it was very important that we spent uh, the entire week on this stuff, and that's what we uh, committed to doing.
8: Yeah, thank you. Um, I called because we do have a meeting tomorrow morning. We have the uh, Mark Harrington, the president and founder of Created Equal, is speaking to McFan at the Thirsty Cowboy in the morning, and he is an expert on uh, expert speaker on all things pro life. Um, just just amazing ministry he does by reaching out to the college kids and getting through I, I it's well, it's leaving me speechless right now. Right? That's all right. That's all right. You know, because I know what you're
2: feeling. I do. That's the reason I brought yeah. it up. And I'm glad yeah. you are. I'm glad you are bringing a speaker on to talk about these things. Because I'm not going to stop. I know we're not going to stop continuing to spread a pro-life message. It is not hate speech, obviously, but it is what they are trying to do to silence all of us. And that's uh, something I know you will never let happen there with the Medina yep. County Friends and Neighbors, and uh, and neither will I. So, Lisa, thanks for the information. Have a great meeting tomorrow morning. We'll talk to you again. Thank you.
8: Love
2: Thank you. wins. That's yeah, right. Thank you. Love wins. Loving the the preborn babies too. Absolutely. All right. That's it for today. Thank you. It's that's it for the week as well. I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much to my team, to John, and to Marianne and to Marcy. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to my guests. Have a great weekend. Stay free. We'll that's see you Monday. Bye-bye.
5: Bye bye